0: Good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Welcome to another session of the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. Welcome to another session. I am your host, C. Maria Wall a.k.a. the mediator and Shiro, right here at our Ground Zero. And I need to remind you that when we are at Ground Zero, it does not mean that we're at rock bottom. We are standing on solid ground so that we can get our footing and prepare to propel ourselves to new heights so that we can soar with the Eagles. Brenda's already on the line. I see other people jumping in on our call query. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. Our show chat room appears to be open and running well. I think it is anyway. So as soon as our opening music ends, and this is finally by Tori Lee, we will be jumping right into our program. So get yourself situated. I will see you in a moment. Uh-huh. Well, I timed that almost perfectly. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another session here on Healing Through Hurt, iTalk Radio Network. This is the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show. Welcome. I am C. Maria, and I'm here with my good friend, Brenda. She is waiting on the line to jump in after I do our greetings and salutations and some brief announcements. We're going to get into our program this week It's all about generational hurt. Call it the generational curses, hurt, whatever you want. But this is part of our Remember Your Words series for 2018. For those of you who may be new to the program, let me explain to you how our show flows. As I said, I'll do some greetings, salutations, and announcements, and then we will jump into our stress relief and release segment, then into today's lesson. If you're listening, I always have to give a special shout-out to those of you who are listening through our various players throughout the Internet. Thank you so much for being here. And those of you who come back to listen to the replay, a special shout-out to you as well. So let's talk about our stats from the past week, our top countries for listenership, United States of America, Canada, Canada. The United Kingdom, Cambodia, Brazil and Mexico. these were our top countries with the top listenership. Uh, our stats as far as uh, gender and age didn't uh, change much in the last week. So again, I just want you all to know that we are so glad that you are with here: 75.40 percent female listenership, 24.60 male. Our ages in order are 55 to 64, 35 to 44, 25 to 34, 45 to 54, and 65 plus. We are going to start to have more programs that will draw in that age group from uh, 18 to 24. I know that some of you are there, but again, we want to really help our future generations in addition to all of the other generations as well but again we are here to keep it real we will not sugarcoat anything we are here to rock that boat as Brenda said earlier let me tell you all something you can stand up you can you can be tossed from side to side the point made is that you are on the boat and that you are staying afloat you're not out in the ocean drowning in your sea of pity and despair of whatever it may be that's holding you down and dragging you out to the open seas. So today it's all about generational hurt, but we're going to jump right into our stress relief and and release and that includes you being in a lying or seated position for our breathing exercises. I will give you a few moments to do that in case you want to get involved. You can check out our website, thewallfoundationinc.org. That's thewallfoundationinc.org. That is the mother group that keeps all of our programs, both virtual and real world, running, uh, thewallfoundationinc.org. If you'd like to check out my website, which I do need to update, I um. The player for all of our programs updates automatically, so you can go there and listen to some of our prior shows if you like. All of our websites do have contact forms. If you'd like to contact us, please fill out the form or give us a call at 202-618-2556. That's 202-618-2556. You can join us, write to us, get involved, because the Wall Foundation, Inc., in case you did not know, is an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. So that means that your donations, as of right now in this country, in these United States of America... They are tax deductible to the fullest extent of current law until the new regime decides to take away that as well. So right now, if you want to get involved, if you want to be a guest on our show, if you want to make a monetary donation, or you have a product or service you would like to donate, please contact us, 202-618-2556, or visit our website, thewallfoundationinc.org, or my website, www.cmariawall.com. If you'd like to speak with Brenda directly, when she comes on, I'll have her give out her information as well, or you can reach her through us. It all works out here. So by now, you should be in a lying or seated position because we have a lot of ground to cover today, and we need to be grounded before we get started. So let's go back to our ground zero, starting with our breathing exercises. No one should be standing because your eyes are closed for this exercise, and I don't want you to lose your balance or get hurt in any way. So lying or seated positions only. And just so you know, the topics of discussion here do not necessarily represent the views or points of the Wall Foundation Incorporated Healing Through Her iTalk Radio Network. These points are that of the speaker and the guest and the host and those alone. So I want you to understand that, that we are giving you information from our spirits and our souls So lying or seated position, eyes closed. Let's start this week. This is the first week in a long time that I'm able to breathe to even do our stress relief and release. So I'm excited about this. It's the little things that excite and ignite me the most. And that's what our hope is for you, to get excited and ignited in the same way. So again, eyes closed, lying or seated position. Let's inhale, now exhale slowly, inhale, now exhale slowly, inhale one more time, now exhale slowly. Hello to Brother Gene over in our show chat room, guest number one, welcome. Brenda is there of course. Uh, For those of you, if you are logged in as a guest, I see for me that the chat room has just disconnected me. If it disconnects for you, either it will automatically reconnect you or refresh and you should come back online. Um, So today, uh, we are really going to be delving in. And Jean, I hope that you give Uh, some uh, perspectives from that male point of view about generational hurt and these curses that people use as excuses for not wanting to move forward. I want you all to continue your breathing exercises throughout the the program because as long as you stay grounded, you release everything and open up that space for you to be able to receive today's lessons. So for those of you, if you're having a problem with the chat room, mine ended in an error, so I am reloading the chat room. It may or may not reload you as well. It probably will. So I need you all to refresh and come back into the new chat room because I had to close down the original one. But welcome, everyone, to our program today. For those of you over in our call query, if you'd like to join our conversation, you simply have to press the number 1 on your phone to let me know that you'd like to be on air. If you choose to sit back and just listen, that is okay as well, because we know that you're here, and that's the most important thing is that you are here getting your fill of whatever it is you need to make it through whatever it is that you are experiencing right now and beyond. So today, welcome, I see everyone jumping back on, hello, guest number seven, Over in our show chat room. Thank you so much. Hopefully this room will uh, stabilize itself and we won't have to continually go through these changes. But um, if we do, we'll just keep rolling with the punches. And I'm glad that you are here. And it's the little setbacks in life such as this that will not deter us from our mission ever, ever. So I'm going to send out our show promo. And then we're going to jump right into our lesson for today. For those of you who are the diehard students, of course, I know you're going to get out your pad and your paper, and you're going to start taking notes. But for those of you who are new, please just lie back, sit back, and enjoy this program. And I hope that Uh, If we have moments of silence, I want you to understand that hopefully they won't be due to technical difficulties. Those are the moments that I become silent to give you a chance to digest what has been discussed up to that moment. You can decide where today's discussion can be applied in in your lives or the lives of others. So if you know someone who could benefit from our programs, please share, share, share. Away. Okay, so today is all about generational hurt. You know, don't be fooled. We can break the curse of generational hurt. Too many of us get comfortable blaming our ancestors for our issues in the here and now. No more excuses, people. It's time to brush ourselves off and have accountability and responsibility for our futures don't believe me? How about today's inspiration? Ezekiel 1820, the soul who sins shall die. And so many of you have heard that part and they said, that's what I'm talking about. The soul that sins shall die. And that's why I can't do this because XYZ did ABC back in EFG and now I can't move forward. Okay, I'm not done yet. The son shall not suffer for the Iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself. Let me say that part again. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. So don't you sit up here another day and you say that, well, you know, my my parents did this. My, My parents did a whole bunch of things or didn't do a whole bunch of things. But I chose at a point in my life to stand up for myself, to not fall for that infamous fallacy of blaming the ancestors blaming the parents, blaming the past, blaming my socioeconomic situation. How many stories have you heard where people were down and out and destitute and living on the street who decided to better themselves because they were not going to continue that generational hurt. They were going to break the curse that has plagued, Family after family, lives after lives, over and over again. You have to take accountability for the choices that you make at some point in your lives. Yes, I understand that alcoholism and drug abuse and all of that, these are serious issues. And children see this, and they grow up in this environment. But there comes a time when you must stand up and look at the person that you see peering back at you in that mirror, and you have to find out. You have to answer that question. You have to tell that person, why are you following in this footsteps? How many of us, why do we continuously follow in the footsteps of fools, when we know that we have the ability and the power to change. One of the most precious gifts that God gave us was the gift, what is it, people? Somebody in the chat room, just spew it out there. What do we have? We have the gift of choice. We have the gift of discernment. We have something called free will, where we choose If we want to better ourselves Hello my friend Simon from the UK Welcome, welcome, welcome So glad that you are with us today We have our two main fellows here today Brother Gene is here And so is Simon from the UK Gene is from representing in the US uh, The great state of VA We are here from all over the place today And of course as you can see from our Analytics and things that we have listenership all over the world. And don't be confused, people. And yes, your name, your life readings, that's Brenda Bradshaw. Brenda is here with us, of course, and that I believe is the name of her program. But we're gonna about to bring Brenda on now, and um we're gonna delve into this deeply. Remember, here we promise to tell you what we know you need to hear We promise never to tell you what we know you want to hear Because when we start to tell you what you want what you want to hear 10 to 1 we're going to be telling you lies And we don't want to do that We're people of integrity here So we are not going to do that with you But today it's all about accountability and responsibility And breaking the generational hurts Good morning sister, good morning,
1: good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Three good mornings, one for each one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, good morning. Uh, you just mentioned some words, and I was writing words down when you talked because I love words. Words are power. We know that. Every word that comes out of your mouth, they, they say the tongue is really the thing that curses you. You know, when? have you ever heard that one before? That what you say is what you get, but what you say and what you declare is your responsibility going back to what you said. And you use the word excuses. And um I wanna hear your kind of take on exactly why do we make excuses? What what's in your heart of why we make excuses, Miss Marie?
0: Well I'm gonna tell you like this. A lot of people, again, it comes down to what I said earlier, accountability and responsibility. So many people, are. it's so easy for so many people to point the finger to someone else to justify their poor decision-making, their decisions to not move forward, their decisions to stay in that victim role. And it's quick. You never notice so many people will always point the finger at people who aren't present, people who aren't there to defend themselves. Next thing you know, you know, my ancestor did X, Y, Z. So, you know, we can't be a better people because our ancestors went through so much. I wasn't there. I only know what I read in the history books. I only know what I've experienced for myself. Yes, people, I understand that some of our ancestors may have been out there in fields and they have been whipped and all of this. Aren't we still getting ourselves whipped in different ways nowadays when we stay in bad relationships? And the best answer you can come up with is either that you love the individual who obviously doesn't love you, or it's because it's the way it's been generation after generation after generation. We, again, it comes down, Brenda, to accountability and responsibility. When we get to that age in our life where our brain has reached that level of cognitive, cognitive functioning, where we are able to make discerning decisions, where we are able to have that free will to choose to change. Because no matter what society may take away from us, we still have that thing called free will and choice. We either choose to lie down and give up. And continue to say that I'm this way because of what happened five generations ago, four generations ago, or the last generation ago, or we can literally make that choice to change, and nobody can ever say that they don't know where to, to look, because if you're listening to this show alone, you'll have an opportunity to reach out to resources that are here waiting for you to help you. And this is not something that I'm saying lightly, people, because there are people on this call, there are people in that show chat room who know my story. They have seen it, they have heard about it. The bottom line is simple, that I had to make that choice to stand up. I had to make that choice to stand up and stomp that ground. I had to stomp my foot on that ground. I had to put my toes on their tips and dig into that dirt so that I could propel myself to a different level. I remember the day I looked in the mirror and said I wanted to become everything I didn't see in my own mother. I remember that day. And I say this and I will sleep good tonight saying it because until we learn how to walk in our own accountability and responsibility and speak our own truth, we will never be able to turn that rock bottom into solid ground or ground zero so that we can get our footing. That's what it's
1: all about today, Brenda. Back at you, sis. Wonderful. All right. uh, Issues. You mentioned issues. Now, an issue is an issue when you make it an issue. I'm talking to the you. I'm talking to the everybody listening and to me or anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I state it. I talk about it all the time. I, I I feel an emotion towards issues. I'm very angry about certain issues. I have. Uh, I get mad every time the issues come up. Okay. And we know, and very logically speaking, that we do have issues, okay? That's very human. But any issue that you have stated over, the big one is trust, trust issues. What would you say if somebody came and says, uh, everybody I meet, I can't trust them? Where where would you go with that, Marie? How do we remove some of these issues that are right now in our mind, and our thoughts, and our emotions, and definitely in our spirit? Issues. Go ahead.
0: You know what? That's a great, great question, and I'll tell you why. Because a lot of times, my first response to someone who comes with that type of, um, of uh, words is that, have you given them a chance? And many times on my show, Brenda, I've told people, I will look at them and say, this man right here who I just met last week has done nothing to me. He's done zero to me. But so many of us, we go into new relationships, new associations, bringing the ghost from our past with us. And we have already found the new person who's done nothing to us guilty, and we are ready to execute them, yet they have done nothing. Because, uh-huh, I know this because the first thing when you ask somebody and you keep talking to people who come to you with that, they'll say, well, my last relationship, they did so-and-so, and the one before that did so-and-so. And, and this is why I don't trust this person. I said, but wait. I said, you mentioned maybe five, six different people, but what's the constant in all of this? The constant in those five or six different people, the constant is you. The constant is that person who says this person or that person, that person, that person. Because you see, after a while, after the first one or two times, the constant is no longer everyone who we're meeting. Because by the time we have a certain number of associations and they're all ending the same way, maybe we would need to look at the infamous ground zero in the person we see in the mirror and see what's going on there. A lot of times we will find out that people are, tolerating the same exact things instead of taking their prior experiences and making them a lesson, they're not. They're bringing them in as a ghost, as a um, fail safe to protect themselves to what they think is protecting themselves from being hurt by someone else. But in essence, what they're doing, they are allowing the same mistakes to happen over and over again. And in some circles, they call that insanity, when you keep doing the same things but expecting a different result. So a lot of people don't understand that. You know, they won't say, well, no, it's not me. Well, look, you, you've spoken about six, seven, ten different people, and they've all treated you the same way. So why is that? Why is that? Why? The question is not the who anymore, it's the why. And so many times, these people tend to understand that the why is looking back at them when they look in the mirror. This is the why they treat you that way. The minute that you see the same signs in a new person that you saw and people prior, it's time for you to distance yourself and move on. But that doesn't mean to stop, and that doesn't mean to define your life based on the fact that the last five or six people that you met, you had to walk away from. Because each time you walk away or you don't allow them into your space, that space in your world is still open for that good person to find you. And sometimes in this world with everything, if you have a good relationship, it takes work. If you have a good business, it takes a lot of work. If you have a good health, It takes a lot of work. You have to eat right. You have to do some form of exercise to keep that cardio going. It takes work, and it takes a long time. So your journey, you may not find the people who are meant to be in your life for a lifetime in those first couple of legs. You need to move and continue to move because guess what? Even if you go the next year or two and you don't find any good people, Oh, what a journey you've had. Oh, what a journey you've had. Write down all of the things that you've learned in, those, in that year, those two years, during that journey of what are you learning about life? What are you learning about people? What are you learning about yourself that you will and will not accept? These are the things that we need to get people to change their mindset, to change their way of thinking about life. Because not only generational hurt is not just the hurt from family members to family members or something, like that. Society has taught us over and over again how we should respond to things. Pharmaceuticals have taught us that we need their drugs in order for us to function properly. This is so much bigger than simply keeping it inside of our personal circles. This is a universal problem. And one thing that I always speak about, Brenda, is the fact that when people come across other people or they sit back and they just give up on everything. This isn't something that happens in the United States of America only. This isn't something that happens in Cambodia only or the UK or Brazil. This happens all over the world, no matter how developed these countries or these people are. It's so amazing that a smile is a smile no, where, no matter where you go in this entire world. A smile is a smile. Music is universal. I say to everyone within the sound of my voice, stop sitting here wallowing in the cesspool and in the dirt of despair become your own song. And when you wake up every morning, smile and say thank you to the universe or whatever deity you pray to for giving you another chance to make a difference and to get something right. And every day that you wake up, no matter where you are, make your bed. Because Your bed says a lot about who you are and how you will live your life and how your day will go. That may be a show for another day, but every day you wake up with a smile and gratitude and make your bed.
1: Well, that was excellent, as usual. The Spirit is working very hard in Marie and me to bring this to you. Sounds like tough love, Marie. Sounds like, oh, yes. Oh, that's it. Marie can do it. Brenda can do it. I can't do this. I run into this a lot, people telling me, I can't do it. I can't. Okay, so then I look at that person and say, wait a second here. I'm not going to be all proud and step up and, you know, and say I'm better than you. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to let you elevate me thinking in your mind that Marie's got it. I can't have what Marie has. I don't want you to think that right now. I want you to think about you. You can have it. How can you have it? First of all, she's talking about generational curses. She's talking about curses, period, that you have taken on. Okay? Now, why did you take them on? And the word came to me in spirit, security. We become very secure, complacent, staying in one spot all the time because that's where we are. We're just so secure. Why should I change? Why should I make any changes? I'm just going through the motions anyway. I know somebody else is going to come along. So why not hurt this one? Or why not continue what I'm doing, Brenda? I'm fine. Are you really? Are you really looking in that mirror? No, you're looking in this. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm sacrificing. I feel awful all the time. Marie, when when I get up and smile and say it's a great day, I fall back and get under the covers. Marie, you you have this courage in you. How did you get such courage and such boldness to speak your truth, Marie? I'm going to
0: tell you like this: that so many people. I always tell people that you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. The only reason why you won't wake up one morning and be sick and tired of being sick and tired is when you self-sabotage yourself into believing that you don't deserve to be happy. You don't deserve to be healthy. You don't deserve to love and be loved. That's the only way. And for me, Last year, one family member attacked me one time too many based on the lies of another. Didn't have but one side of a story. Knew nothing about anything but to tell me. You know, try to come with that loving, open arms, and then the minute that you reel me in, you start to tell me what I'm not saying and what I'm not doing and what I need to do when I'm more than half a hundred years old. If I want some people's opinions, I will give it to them. And so many of us, we fall for the advice of these inexperienced experts out here. And that, for me, was my turning point where I knew that, Certain people had spoken their version of life and their lives that they have been living, and people have been buying into it for far too long. And for me, I knew. I said, God, what is it that I need to do? Because I can't continue to live like this. I became so unhappy when the only family members that I thought were in my corner and that were willing to hear the rest of the story forsaked me, and then another decided to write to me and tell me what I was not doing. Based on lies, and I mean lies, 100% lies, I had to make that choice. And, And, you know, and it hurts to the point where so many people who I have no known DNA ties to me are more like a family to me than those who I do. So I had to break that down, and I had to remove myself. And, yes, did that family member win? Because she always wanted to alienate me from everyone anyway. In her mind, probably. But in the same breath, Brenda, let me tell you this. That had to turn around my life because in that family member thinking that they were going to alienate me from everyone, all they did was to help me to figure out what I needed to do to be free. And in order for me to come here and to find out and listen to the stories from so many other people and to discover that their stories are similar to mine, but they have convinced themselves that they are walking that journey and experiencing everything for themselves. I knew what my purpose was. My purpose was to speak my truth. I didn't care who didn't listen. It didn't matter wasn't for the family because the family had already made up their their minds that I was this terrible, awful person based on what somebody said. And so many of us, this carries into our personal lives. Outside of family, it becomes all about what somebody said. And I tell everyone within the sound of my voice, you don't have to worry about what somebody said, because guess what? One thing humans are good at is developing their own opinions, and no matter what you do, it's not going to change how they think of you or what they think of you. In many cases, when that does happen, it's that thing called an anomaly. Anomaly. People have their preformed opinions of you. There's nothing worse than a place that I used to work at. One person would walk up to me and tell me, you think you better than everybody else, and you think that, and you think that. Unless she's one of the world's best mind readers, there's no way she could have known what I was thinking. Here I am trying to stay above water, dealing with my own demons, being the best person I can be both on a work level and a personal level, but because there's so many people who are broken in this world, who have low or no self-esteem, who don't want to see anyone get ahead of them because most people would rather pull you down and so that we can all be miserable together than to let someone rise and soar with the eagles and in the nighttime they will come and clip your wings just because they don't want to see you get ahead of the place that they're afraid to move towards being for themselves. So that's all of these things come together. And trust me, the universe will send us the answers that we need. It's up to each of us individually to decide if we are going to listen to the messages that are being sent to us. So many of us, we have that chance to walk out and be free. But many of us choose to stay in that comfortable place.
1: We choose to
0: stay in that comfort zone.
1: Yeah, the comfort zone. When we feel a little bit uncomfortable and complacent, and we we actually know this. Uh, Marie knew what was going on with her own self. And when we talk about our own self, we're not talking about the ego, which she did extend to a little bit, and people don't quite understand the ego the ego, my definition, and many other people's definition, is a protection. It, 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 it creates fear in us to protect us when we're a child. That's how it starts. When we're a child and we feel helpless and everything is done for us by our caretakers. And we become codependent very early, very early when we come into the earth. And when we come through the birth channel and all that, we have somebody holding us, taking care of us feeding us. But during that time period, that ego is important to hold on to. But at some point in your journey, in some point in your development, we're talking about the development of the physical occurring. At the same time, the spiritual is occurring also, because everything works together for the good. Y'all heard that. Everything works together for the good. That's in the scriptures. But when she was talking just a minute ago, it says one thing we're supposed to seek. Seek the kingdom. But where is the kingdom? I know you've been told, well, it's way up high in the throne room in the sky. No, the kingdom actually is within you. The inner child is to be the child that enters into the kingdom. In fact, it says in scriptures, you cannot enter the kingdom without being a child. But what child am I talking about? She was saying, just a minute ago, Maria was saying, I didn't seek approval from my birth family. I feel non-connected with my birth family. I mean, we have the same blood running through our veins, but maybe something else is not there. Maybe it was the scattering of the seeds they talk about in the scriptures. You can go look at that. Some of the seeds, when the farmer was scattering it, the parable of the seeds, some of it landed in really good ground, fertile ground. Maybe you were one of those seeds. Maybe you had a great birth family. I don't know, but my seed kind of fell in the rough ground. (laughs) Maybe Marie's did. I don't know. She could tell me. Mm -hmm. But my seed grew up through the weeds, baby. I grew up in the project. And it was all weeds, and it was all rocks, and there was no fertile ground. But somehow, some way, people, if your seed fell in that rocky ground, what rocky ground? Oh, well, we could talk about that because we've talked about it on other shows. I had an alcoholic father, a mother that decided to beat me upside the face with anything she could find, throw shoes at me. But I'm going to tell you something. It was rocky. But my spirit survived, and that's the only thing that's going to survive. Marie, tell me about your rocky ground.
0: You know, it's odd that you said quite a few things that um – I wanted to take note of um, when you're talking about going with the flow, so many of us like to go with the flow. You know, sometimes they say if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck or when in Rome do as the Romans do or whatever it is. Well, first of all, I love Rome, but I'm not going to do as you do if I don't know what it is that you're doing. That's first and foremost. And going with the flow, if you're not knowing where that flow is taking you, you may be going a place that you don't want to be. And let's go back to tough love. Tough love versus passionate love. There's a difference, people. They may have the same feel to them, but the motives are totally different. Here, when it's passionate love, it's that love where can you feel how much I want you to be successful i want you to grow i want you to soar with the eagles that's that passionate love and sometimes we have to look far and wide to find people who are walking that passionate love journey or we have to find that passion within ourselves there are so many people Via, us what are you here for what you what are you passionate about first thing out of their mouth is what i don't know Well, if you don't know, guess what? No one else will be able to tell you. And that's where the problem comes in because so many of us, we have sat back and allowed people to tell us how to think or what we're thinking or what we need to be doing. And most times people are not going to tell you something that's going to propel you one inch past where that person that's giving you that inexperienced expert advice is at because they don't want to see you get ahead of them. So they're either going to give you junk advice that's going to keep you a few steps behind them or an inch or two right behind them, but they're not going to give you the advice that you need to move forward because you need those people who are secure in who they are, who know that there's room for everyone at the top, who's willing to help you to advance. Me as a teacher, as a leader, I want everyone to propel past me. You get ahead of me. I want to lead you from behind. You only come back when you're not sure about something and you want my expert advice or opinion or some encouragement or motivation. You come back to me and then I'll help to push you forward, to get you where you need to be to keep it moving. That's what a true blue teacher and leader, shaman, whatever it is, that's what they want. They want the absolute best for you. So if you have been charged with this type of a life, then We first need to come to grips with our own demons from the past and all of that. And in doing so, we'll discover that we can live life like the kingdom in heaven is right here on earth. Let me say that to you all again. You, when you get that to that sense of enlightenment and self-worth, you will live life like the kingdom in heaven is right here on earth. Because every day that you feel the warmth of the sun on your skin or you see that your garden isn't dying because the rain is falling like it is here today and your garden is getting that nourishment that it needs so desperately where you can grow your own vegetables and foods and things so that you're not eating all of the, the pesticides and things that the, the world is putting in everything and killing us all, I find it quite amazing that I can use some pepper and some other things and keep away the same pest that the government and, and society says, we need to do this excrement saponipide, we need to spray this on you, might give you cancer, might kill you, But uh, we need to do this because, you see, society and the powers that be have set us up to understand that we need them more than we do. We need this pill to help alleviate or calm this ailment, but this pill also creates a new problem. That keeps the powers that be in control and money. And when you look at it, every part of our life is the same way. You have the inexperienced experts right here at our ground zero who are giving us the advice that we are falling for that is keeping us dependent on them keeping us at bay. They want to keep us under control. They want to keep us at ground zero where we continually, we have convinced ourselves that we're moving forward. So many people think, I got a job, I'm good. Yeah, but if your counterparts are making four times more money than you are and you're doing more work, then you're not doing good. But society and these inexperienced experts have convinced us to believe that because we get a paycheck and we come home every day, even though we're living paycheck to paycheck, if we get furloughed like the government is having a field day using all of the government workers as pawns in their sick, twisted games, who knows what the next furlough is going to bring that's coming in March. Maybe that time it won't be 24 hours or less than 24 hours or whatever it is. It was so messed up, this last furlough for us. Some people, they had, they had finalized their time cards the day before. They were told not to do that. And some people were sitting at home when they were supposed to be working. Because we don't question Authority. We don't question the people who are supposed to be giving us good advice. We don't question anything. We have become drones across the world. Those of us who question things, we are attacked because people want to keep us at bay. We become targets. We become the people who we have to be strong. We have to have people in our circle to continue to encourage and pray for us in the right way. Because sometimes when people are praying for you, they're really praying against you. That's why I don't need my family to ever pray for me. Because until they open up and they become enlightened to know that there's more sides to a story than just one, they're praying against me. I don't need those types of prayers. I don't need any of that. And I sleep good at night telling you all this. I have a family. I have people who encourage and motivate me and push me and keep me on a straight and narrow, and none of them are by DNA. For the most part, none of them are by DNA. I've had to let go of so many people in my life, and I feel more free and more happy.
1: Well, sounds like it. Doesn't it sound like it, people? Are you hearing it? Because you know when you hear it, you can't take it back. Everybody on the planet wants to kill the messenger, and I and I kind of think that sometimes myself. Well, you know I'm I'm giving a message, but I'm not looking for approval. I don't think Marie is either, because when I told everybody to seek the kingdom. That's the only kind of approval I'm looking for, spiritual approval. I want to be there when I leave the planet, and I want Spirit, God, or whatever I'm going to meet when I leave the planet to say to me, good, well, great servant, or good, well, you did okay. I don't want to arrive at that gate like it's in the Scriptures and says uh you didn't do the work for me. You didn't do the. You you you. Well, I don't know you. Hey, I talk to God all the time. I'm talking to him right now. Talking to him right now in spirit. Listening to him right now. In spirit. He knows me. Oh, he's heard my cries. Sometimes I call him Daddy. You know, because I got a close thing. So does Marie, and we do it all the time, twenty four hours a day, in the car. We'll we'll pause. What do you think of that, Daddy? In our spirit. Sometimes I do it out loud. But the thing about it is, he knows me. Do you know that? Do you have that inside you? When you have something come up like these issues and what she's talking about? Do you say, just pause for a minute, take a deep breath and say, Daddy? And see what see what you get because you know that Holy Spirit is going to talk to you. It it It's not a loud voice. It is a silent voice. But I'll tell you, sometimes he'll say, Brenda, get out of there. I'll hear it very plainly. Get out of there. Dust your feet off and leave right now, Brenda. This is not a good place for you. I try to overstep him. I say, well, Daddy, uh, should I go here? Now I started asking him. (laughs) Should I go to this particular meeting? And he'll say, Brenda, why do you want to go to this meeting? He asked me why. You see? You can ask God and God will answer. You're wise, you're who, you're what, you're when. But see, like she was saying, we go outside to the world and we ask those questions of people who, are, who aren't even in a connection with God or universe or anything. In fact, they may be living in a curse themselves and never released it, never, never thought about releasing it because they don't, they don't have a connection to any higher source or universe or God. Can you hear it when they talk doubt and fear into your life? I hear it every day. Marie's not talking doubt. She's telling you her strength and her courage. She's not talking fear. She's talking about, I really love, but I love in a tough way. A tough way. Does that scare you? Does tough love scare you? Well, tough love is what you call the truth. Somebody telling you something you don't want to hear. When she plugged into me this morning and put me on the show, She, I said, Marie, you know what you're doing? You're opening up their ears. You're not making their ears. You're not tickling their ears with all kinds of good stuff, sugar coating, making you feel so good. Oh, no, you're feeling a little bit of uncomfortable, a little bit of ooh, ooh, something down deep inside. We love you, Marie. Continue.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, sis, but I'll tell you this. Excuse me Um, Tough love And as I said earlier Is that I want people to feel the passion In what I'm telling them And tough love And passionate love They may have the same feel to them But they are different strikingly There's passion In what I'm saying here today There is passion In all of this And you're right You see when people sit here and they wait for approval from others. They never move. And when you stay in your comfort zone, you never move. Something has to be uncomfortable in order for you to be activated to make a change. Something has to, when babies cry, when those diapers are full, and they're wet inside, and the whole nine yards, those babies will cry and cry. And the minute you give them a fresh diaper, and they are nice and dry and comfortable again, they're ready to take their next nap. When we become comfortable in ground zero, and I use this analogy, a lot of people get scared to death when they talk about these furloughs that they're doing right here in the U.S. Because so many people have become comfortable living paycheck to paycheck. Many years ago when they did the furlough, it lasted for about six, seven weeks. So you see, when people become comfortable where they are, I can buy food, pay my rent, or mortgage, and pay my other bills but I have zero left in the end. I'm good. And you see, just a year or two ago, I had nothing but my faith, forgiveness, and four cents. And I had to get my mind right again to know that, yes, I have to learn how to live off of a lot less because I'm in a place where my whole entire job is comprised of other leaders, bits of their work, but they don't want to pay me to do the work but I'm the only one that can do it and can do it better than any of the leaders who had it initially as their job functions but we're going to remedy that but in learning how to live with less if we got furloughed I have several months where I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to bring in one penny and guess what every every obligation I have will still still be satisfied and most people can't say that it's because I decided That I was not going to live paycheck to paycheck. And I find it so ironic that I have more now than I did when I was on top of my game making big bank. Because when I was making big bank, I was spending big bank. And now that I had to learn how to live with less, I have less stress in my personal life, I have money in the bank. And I know that if these fools decide to take us out for a couple of weeks, my obligations will still be satisfied. That's the difference. We need to get each and every one of you within the sound of our voice to understand. Never stop moving towards your betterment. Never stop doing anything. I get so tired of going on social media, seeing people complain about, I ain't got money for this and I ain't got money for this. But you just got your hair and nails done. Why? And your nails, you can go out and get that and just run those coats on your nails and put a top coat on yourself. But you just spent 75 $80 for nails to get done instead of paying that electric bill or putting food on the table. Or putting gas in your vehicle, whatever it takes. You just spent $100 plus getting your hair done. And so many people, I'm never going to stop doing my hair. And I'm never, what are you getting all dolled up for if you're too broke to go anywhere? What is the point? And these times, we need to know how to change our way of thinking, our way of living. We need to understand what is and is not important. We need to reprioritize our lives, and until people understand that, we're still going to be victims of our own self-sabotage, of our own uh, poor spending habits, of our own bad decision making, of our own awful choices of our own, uh, listening to all of the wrong people giving the worst advice to keep us a few steps back and below their feet because a lot of people don't want to see anyone to get ahead. This is not tough love, people. This is passionate love. This is me trying to get you to that point where you don't have to worry about being furloughed, where you don't have to wonder where you're next Yeah, I stop for a reason, because I want you I all know. to think about where my next what, where your next yeah. <laughs> whatever it is that you need. Yeah. Each of you has to fill that in for yourself. You need to figure out where you're next. You shouldn't have to worry about where your next is going to come from. You shouldn't have to worry about how you're going to make it through the next day. You shouldn't have to worry about wondering if that truck is going to show up and hook up your vehicle and snatch it off in the dead of night. You shouldn't have to worry about a sheriff coming and putting you out of your home. You shouldn't have to worry about that. And for years, people have told you, financial planners have told you to have X amount of dollars in the bank so that you can survive under the worst circumstances. You keep some in the bank, you keep some with you. You invest in commodities if you know how to do that. You do things where you won't have to worry for a couple of months. But in that time, you don't just sit and be complacent when you know that you're living off of your savings. You have to be looking for new ways to reinvent yourself so that you can continue to soar and to rise. And so many of us, we make that mistake of, yeah, I got me some money. I don't care. I'm going to sit back and chill. Then you party away half of your savings. And then when you had three months' worth of savings because you partied away, most of it got your hair and nails done, now you have a month and a half. All of this comes down to the generational genocide, the generational cursing and hurting that we are doing. I need you all to understand that it's time for us to change. And it's the little things. You start off small by making your bed. And some of you still won't do that. And some of you, you may start by just throwing the covers up. That's your first day. By the end of the week, you've made more time where you don't like coming home looking at your crappy looking bed. And some of you, if your bed has so much junk on it, you're living on the edge. That's exactly how you're living your life, on the edge. And you could fall off at any moment because you have so much junk piled up in your space and in your world that you have that small corner left, and you're about to fall off the edge of that. So I say to you all this this week, make your bed. Start off small. We're not going to give you anything huge to do. Learn how to paint your own nails, people. Save that 70-plus dollars. Learn how to paint your own nails. And that doesn't mean go out and spend it on something else crazy. That means put that money away. Save it for that rainy day. Save it for those times when you can't afford health insurance, but you may need to go to urgent care. so many of you aren't going to listen but if one listens and my job is well done you see i'm not here for the approval of everyone And I know that I'm not the one that's here to save the world. As much as I'd like to work towards that, I know that that's probably not going to happen. I'm not going to be that one person on this planet to save the entire world. But I'm going to save as many people as I can before my time is up. And that is why I'm here talking to you. Because if you don't believe it, let me tell you something. I am living proof of what you can do when you change your mindset. When you start talking to that person that you see in the mirror and you get that person back on track, you need to give tough love to the person that you see in the mirror. I give you the passion. You give yourself that tough love. Because until you do that with yourself and you give that hard line talk to yourself, nothing that myself, Brenda, or anyone else will say will be able to help you. But again, I'm not here to save you if you don't want to be saved. And guess what? I'm going to end this show, and I'm going to still sleep good at night, and I'm going to still rise. That's the realization. I'm the realist. The realization of all of this is the fact that I'm not going to sit down here at ground zero with you forever. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Let me say that again. It's not going to happen. My job is to put these lessons out here, but my job is also is for me to keep rising. I'm not going to sit here ground zero with you while you give me an excuse for every solution. Not going to happen. That's not tough love. That's the passion for wanting to move on, to move forward, to better not only you, but me as well. That's the passion in it. And until you get to that point, Where your tough love turns into your passion, you're going to be stuck at your ground zero. And I still haven't called it rock bottom. You call it rock bottom. As long as you're at ground zero, you're standing on solid ground. What you do with it, only you can decide.
1: I'm done. You are excellent again. Again, she's excellent. Y'all notice I'm not saying anything that she's not. I'm in total agreement here because we're on the same. We're in the same spirit. Uh, I want to kind of switch gears just a little bit um, because I know that you're a life coach. I know people call you off the air, and you're an excellent sounding board. I know you do that because I am too. When you when you call somebody and you start asking them for their advice, what they do, you have to kind of be thinking, how can I apply this? We haven't used that word. How can I bring that into my spirit? How can I do this, Marie? And Marie's telling you, well, I can do it, but there are so many techniques. Seriously, I uh, I talk to people about walking just walking and i i'm on that you know walking in nature looking at life looking mm-hmm. at living things around you not not just just going to a movie in a dark theater and watching something on a screen that that's not life that is a representation of the world so we often we we put ourselves in that condition where we sit and watch television programs and we get all this information about stereotypes of what they think, the world thinks that we are. And this this is a generational curse, really, seriously, talking about how they portray characters. They're not real people. But, you see, we kind of hook into this non-reality of television, movies, idols, and all that type of thing, which are are surrounding us outside of us. And so when uh, someone comes to me, who is in that frame, it's a mindset, and I hear it. I hear it in them. They say, well, I'm just like such and such on on um, Sex in the City. I'm just like that person. I say, you're what? Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I watched this and I watched that. And I just went to a movie and I'm just like that. So this this becomes a generational curse thought in your mind because I'm going to tell you something. The most important thing is, You're not a stereotype. Each one of us is an individual, each one of us, and each one of us can choose by free will who we're going to be and what our passion is. I mean, Marie's talking about her lifestyle. That's her lifestyle. She didn't just wake up one day and start spending money like crazy. No, no, she's already made a mindset, and she's already determined this is how she's going to live. And that's what she was talking about. How do you want to live? She's answering your questions, actually. Who is she? She knows who she is. Why is she the way she is? Because she chose it. When is she going to be this person? Every day, every minute. Are you getting the drift here? And how is she going to be this person? By using all of those things, by the who, what, when, where, and why. But most questions that people ask people Because they don't want to think about those questions themselves. No, you've probably been there. Brenda, I don't know why they call me. I don't know why this guy treated me this way. You don't know why? You can't figure it out? Really? You're telling me that? Well, I kind of know. Well, what do you know? I said, well, maybe it's because I keep talking about my ex-husband and the other boyfriends how they treated me. I said, well, do you think maybe? You think You see, because she does that, too. We're making you think. It hurts, doesn't it? People will tell me, my brain's hurting, Brenda. Every time I talk to you, my brain hurts. I said, good, good. And it'll hurt so much that you'll say, you need to be healed. Because you don't want to be healed unless you hurt. Go ahead, girl.
0: And that's it. You, 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 You touched on several things. The first thing is, you don't know why. Of course you know why. And when you're talking about life coaching and all of that, the one thing that I tell people is that, you know, I'm a certified credentialed life coach, but the difference is that when you come talk to me, and most people come and they want to sit down and be a student, just tell me, tell me what to do. No, 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 no. Like you said, you ask them the infamous why. Why? And their brain is going to hurt because you're making them use it now instead of them being voluntary puppets for some other master to try to do to, you know, use the little strings and things to tell them what they need to do. And so many people will do that. And when you spoke about, yeah, I'm just like that character on TV. So you're telling me you're just like a fictional character. And you know me, I'll just stare at them. I'm like, so you're like a fictional character, no different than, than any of the Disney characters or something like that. You're just a fictional individual. Well, no, you know, they do this and they do that. Let me tell you something. They have what's called professional writers. They write programs based on what they know that society wants to see, and they know that they're feeding into people's desires and wants. You know, one of the things that I learned many years ago, when I was a uh, voiceover student with Liz Noon, you've heard, most of you all have heard her, at some point somewhere in this world, you've heard her work. So when I got to class, you know, one of the things that she wanted us to do was to call in and give certain information. And what she did as a professional that's known all over the world, has done all of this voiceover is that she put us in character roles. So when we got to class, she put us in certain character roles. My role was a waitress in a diner. And so many people looking around and I'm like, and she said, now go ahead. I want you all to ask me why. And I said, well, yeah, I'd like to know what made you typecast me as a waitress in a diner. She said, everyone in here, I made you the exact opposite of who you are. She said, you're a CEO, you're a strong woman, you're probably used to being in that leadership role, I wanted you to be something else. So during that time, the two commercials that I did, I did three actually. One was for a shrimp company. That was sultry and sexy. The producer even said that that was, yeah, that was really sultry and sexy. The second one was the diner, Skip, for I forgot which company that was. And the third was a vulnerable mom. My child was in an accident, and I had to show my vulnerable side where I was crying and trying to find out if my baby was going to survive and live. You see, the professional who knew more about the position than I did put me in a different mindset. They took me down from who I was and made me a totally new character. And some of you, you are living that lie of being just like that fictional character on TV. And that's your problem because that's not who you are. You're not that fictional character on TV who can go shopping and have the four or five bags walking down the street and go back to the home or the apartment that you really can't afford because you're trying to be that fictional character who you are not. So, you see, when I went, as this person who's this great leader, I'm C. Maria Wall, for goodness sakes. People know me all over the world. But then when I went to a place that I wasn't used to and I talked to another expert, that expert knocked me down several notches. And when I played that role, and, and you know, we had a little bit of freedom where we could add lip when we got the skits and all of that. So me as this person, I'm in this diner. I've been on my feet all day. The special is, what did I say? The special was um, two sausage, two eggs, and toast. Well, do you have any? He said the special is two sausage, two eggs, and two toast. You know, the people, they were laughing and stuff, but she said that's the whole point because I still evolved into who I was meant to be. Don't ask me about something that you don't see on the menu. We have two sausage, two eggs, and two toast. Well, can you get, is it on the menu? If not, no. We're not going through all of that. And then you won't want any, you're that type that will complain about everything. Two sausage, two eggs, and two toast. So the one thing, I, the two things that I need you all to remember about this program today is make your bed, two sausages, two eggs, and two toasts. Don't ask me about anything else. Go ahead, you
1: No, know, fictional. I love that word. Yeah, yeah, it's fiction. But, the, the, you know, right now we're we're kind of on a planet where people are playing their own roles and their own characters and they're developing. And many of them uh, are not really – that's not real. Like you just said, uh, they're playing a role. And they're called false prophets. Uh, they may be called uh, – mediums Podiumatic or psychics Christian. or whatever they are you yeah, know. because uh, you know. actually that's not their lifestyle and uh, i break it down because I, I you know you mentioned that before discerning people is really easy you know because you can you can spot somebody who's fake i can marie can okay i know gene and gene and simon can do that they can spot a fake Can you spot a fake? That's what I'm talking about. Can you spot a fake? At somebody who is being so nice and so sweet to you and thinking for you and telling you advice you want to hear. Look out, people. Look out, people. First of all, they'll say, well, you need to get rid of that man that you're dealing with. They don't care if it hurts your life, throws you into panic. They don't care. They don't have any passion. They don't have a heart, people. And they do it every day. They do it every day. You can hear it. Somebody who you think is your best friend in the world will start putting that doubt and fear into you. And you say, well, maybe they're right. Well, maybe that you're going on right now, you're thinking maybe they're wrong. And I don't want to leave this person because I love this person. I want to give this person a benefit of the doubt. I want to work with them. But yet you've got all these other people coming to you that you've been relying on. You're in a codependence with these people. Wake up, people. They don't have your best interest at heart. Can you spot a fake? Can you spot them because they're there? They're living a role, whether they're on television, in a movie, or whether they're on the radio. Or maybe they're standing in front of your church. They look like a preacher. They talk like it. They quack like a duck. <laughs> they, uh, is that duck a really a duck? It's quacking. It's walking like a duck. But is it a duck? Is it something else? Are you opening your eyes and your ears and your heart and everything about you to know that that's not real? Because that's going to happen to everybody on this planet before we wrap this up, People. Your turn, Marie. Well, I tell you
0: this: you said something that um, we need to really um, delve a little deeper into. You see, if you're a cubic zirconia in a whole in a bowl of cubic zirconias, would you be able to differentiate? One from another. Is one cubic zirconia better than the other? If you're a diamond, someone drops a diamond into that vat of cubic zirconias, what do you think is going to happen when that light is refracted in that glass bowl with all of those different gems in there? A diamond is going to stand out that diamond is always going to stand out. You will always be able to say, well, this one looks a little different. This one, you know, the light shines a little different. This one I can see more facets. This one, some there's going to be a reason why you're drawn to that particular piece. If you know anything about gems, trust me, you will always be able to tell. And there's some great cubic zirconias out there, but if you know your gems and you know what you're looking for truly, you will be able to discern and differentiate that diamond outside of those others. So I want you to understand this. Brenda asked you a great question. Would you be able to tell the difference? Do you even want to tell the difference? Because, again, it comes down to you all wanting to be something that you're not playing a role, keyword being playing, acting, whatever you want to say. All of these people make millions of dollars. They are playing roles. Do you really think that Black Panther can jump from the top of buildings down on his, and stand on his feet and, and jump around and, and do all those twips and flurries in the real life? No. He's an actor, and he's acting. Does that show look like it's going to be high impact and energy? Of course. But we have to remember We are paying to see a performance. We pay these people to see their performances. Some of these feel-good, foo-foo, fluff-fluff gurus out there, I tell you the same thing. And it's so odd that I usually have a show where I'm telling you the same thing that when I catch their next speaking engagements, they're saying the same thing I just said. But because they're branded and people know who they are, people flock to them to hear. The difference is when I talk to you, it's because something's happened in my life that I've witnessed that makes me want to tell you it for my spirit. They have script writers for theirs. And one thing that I've always shared is that human beings, they respond. Most human, being, human beings will respond in the same way to many of the same situations. The difference between what we do And when you're paying all of this money to go to the feel-good, foo-foo-fluff-fluff gurus is the fact that I'm still here walking this journey with you and I've experienced it. And some of them may have compelling stories. Sure, they do. But every day I go to a job that I'm just not, I'm marginalized in. The difference is that I can talk about it. You all keep it internal. But I can talk about it. The difference is that I can look in the mirror and I can say, you know what, as much as I'd love to get my hair and nails done every other week, I just can't afford it right now. So I'm not going to do it. Because then the minute that I come home, my hair will be fly, but I have no place to go but to that place where I'm marginalized. And trust me, my hair being fly is not going to give me that promotion that I so deserve. Again, it comes down to the way that we have to re. Rest- wire our thinking. We have to rewire our mindset. If we cannot do that, we are bound to stay right where we are at ground zero. And then we are the ones that make our ground zero our rock bottom. We do that. You see, this show was about breaking the generational hurt. And not just from inside of a family, but in our lives in general. So, you see, everything that every example that I'm using, I want you to understand something that it still comes back to the person that you see in the mirror. You have to change your way of thinking, you have to change your priorities, you have to get into that point where you have accountability and responsibility. And some kind of way, you have to learn self control because you didn't get your hair done this week. And you save that 70 to 100 plus dollars doesn't mean to go out and buy yourself a new outfit when you don't need any more clothes. That means save that money. And I'm not saying you can't take some of that money from time to time and embellish and buy yourself something nice to let you know that you matter to you because until you understand the importance of you mattering and some of you are saying well that's why I get my hair and nails done because that makes me feel good about myself well baby if that's what makes you feel good about yourself and you haven't done anything to help another person you haven't done anything to move forward with your education with your job experience with that promotion you want the only thing that makes you feel good about yourself is giving someone else money to make your hair and nails look good yeah you really do need a coach or some other type of counseling, because your, your thinking is way off. There's nothing more humbling than to look at some of these documentaries and see how some of these children are living in some of these third world countries who are underprivileged, who have nothing. They still get up in the morning and they still take that little brush and they sweep out their huts that they're living in and they clean that part of that dirt floor that they sleep on. And they go outside and they laugh and they play with their friends and they have nothing. And they will take a piece of twine from the tree and make a game. Or they'll wrap it together and make themselves a ball so they'll have something to play with. And they are happy as they can be. But here, we're all about me first and material things. Heaven forbid you can't get your nails done. Heaven forbid you can't go out, get yourself some nail polish remover, get the old nail polish off, and put a couple coats on, and put that pretty top coat on, and look the same way it looks when you go and pay seventy, eighty dollars to have someone do it. I need I you to all to understand something. We do. Uh, I, you know, people, we, we're unhappy for a reason, and until yes, we, we are. figure out. What those reasons what are, and how much, how big a role we play in our own unhappiness.
1: Yes, we do. We we're we're not are going the going one that. Forward. No, we're doing that. Okay, I, I spent a year in Korea, in South Korea. In fact, that's where the Olympics are. So I'm watching because I love the Korean people. I lived there for a year on the economy. I chose to do that. I was an army wife, and I chose to live. With the Koreans, and I slept on the floor like uh, many Koreans do, and I also uh, had a pump, and I had to pump my water, and I washed my clothes on a rock, and uh, experiencing things like you just said, every day, regardless, there were people living in boxes, actually cardboard boxes, right outside where I was living in a one room in this particular Korean house. And I would go walking through the neighborhoods, and every time I would walk by, they'd always smile, and they'd always offer me something. And maybe they had six or seven kids running around with no shoes. Some of the clothes were torn. I took lots of pictures, talked to a lot of people. I didn't even understand the Korean language. I didn't speak the Korean language, but the language we spoke was love. I would, like, you know, try to say something in Korean, and they'd call me a baby, which was an eggy. They'd say, you're such an eggy. You know, and I'd say, yeah, I'm a baby. Yeah, I'm a baby. I agreed with everything they said. They were so delightful. And they would be making dishes, and, and they have a dish called kimchi, which is a very odd dish, by the way. What they do is they don't have refrigerations in a lot of them. And this was in 1969, people, Okay. And kimchi is still made, it's in a pot, and what they do is they put down all these vegetables in the bottom of a pot, and they keep piling the vegetables, and then a mold forms on top, so the vegetables down below, you know, are not affected. So that's their way of eating, it's a kimchi thing. And I tell you, I tasted the food, I must I must admit, I did get sick a couple times, because I wasn't used to particular food, raw fish. I ate raw fish. Oh, my gosh. I ate raw fish. I went to a birthday party. I was invited because it was just like I was there. Okay? I was part of the community. There was only four American wives that were in Korea where we were. We were in Young Dun Po and uh, Young San, if you're from Korea or you know anything about Korea. It's right outside of the Army base, and I didn't live on the base, but we did go on the base. We could go to the commissary and things like that. But we didn't have any plumbing where I lived, so I had to take a bath in a big tub. And I had to heat my water on a, it was kind of like a uh, a little stove, and and heat the water. And then I was taking one piece of clothes off at a time, standing in a tub, okay? You didn't really take off all your clothes ever in Korea. Now I heard there was this morning, it's 13 below. Uh, so you can imagine how much clothes I wore. Lots of clothes. Uh, insulated underwear, six pairs of socks. <laughs> the bed was made out of comforters, and it was on the floor where w- where I would go outside and slide a charcoal thing into another container and slide it and push it underneath the room, So the bed would be heated, and you didn't get out of the bed. You stayed sandwiched between the bed and the clothes on top and the heater underneath. So the bed was warm. But the thing is, you had to leave the window open because you could die from carbon monoxide from what this this thing was doing, heating. So you didn't do that either. Okay, so you got that going on. Now, it was an interesting year for me. Uh, three of the wives left within the, within a couple of months. I stayed, and and the reason I'm bringing this up, people, I think everyone. I used to say that everyone needs to be removed from America, or be removed in their own community for a period of time, so that you can understand and live it, and 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 that's my experience. And I know Marie has done that. I know she has lived with people and been around people, or she wouldn't be on this journey with me and with you right now. We have all been without dinner, haven't we? Have you? I know you have. I have. I make jokes about it. We didn't have food stamps. I was brought up in the project. So we had what we had. Salvation Army would give us food. I mean, but my mom really couldn't cook very well, so we had a lot of ketchup and we had a lot of bread with sugar, butter and sugar. And I got to tell you, where you came from was living a little bit less than where you are now. For sure you got a job. So this thing that she's saying to you, live a little bit less, you've already done it. It's inside you. We've all come from humble beginnings, right? You you come in with nothing, you leave with nothing. So now you're in this period of I got to have everything. What's that about? think about it
0: Marie and exactly I was I was waiting because you know so many of you and you're listening and you're saying well that's fine and well but because I didn't have now I want everything that's fine but the thing is that I'm trying to get you all to understand is that make sure you can afford to have everything if you're still complaining about not having money for important things, but yet you just paid out over $200 for hair and nails, there's a problem. And gentlemen, if you're out buying tennis shoes and unnecessary, you have three closets full of tennis shoes that you've paid hundreds of dollars for. Because, yes, this is a show where I don't leave out anybody. Or you've got that fancy car that you can't afford to pay the car payments and the insurance on it, And sometimes you you find yourself in a place where you're doing some really unsavory things just to make yourself look good. Yes, we've all been there where we may have been hungry a night or two or more or where we wanted something that we just could not have. But you have to understand that when you're living that far above your means again, you have nobody to blame but yourself when they start coming to take away all of those things that you called yourself buying to impress someone else. Because you know what? As much as I miss my Mercedes, when my Mercedes finally died, I love my Merc. I loved it to death. But when I walked into that dealership and had zero down, zero, zero interest, the whole nine yards, and I'm paying for my cute little new car, Nowhere near Merck, but it's fully loaded. I love that car to death. And is it an IT car? Of course not, but it's my IT car. You know, it's not a Mercedes, it's not some high end car, it's none of that. But I knew that I could not afford it at this point in my life to go out and replace my Merck. And when I do, maybe my next car won't be a Mercedes again. Maybe it'll be something else. Maybe God will have blessed me to have that point where I can get my Bugatti. So, you know, it's okay to aim high. It's the journey in between. As long as we keep working towards certain things, it's the journey in between. I have a brand new car sitting out there that's fully loaded that I love it to death because it's so cute and everything is in that car. No, it's not that Mercedes, but guess what? I can afford my payments and my insurance. But so many of you, you have to have the best of everything. And so many of you use the excuses because when we were growing up, we ain't have. So then you just go up and get yourself in debt to compensate for what? Guess what? Your overpriced car that you can't afford... It's only going to get you to point B for a little while before you lose it. But mine that I can't afford and pay for is going to keep getting me to where I need to be so that I can still continue to be propelled to the next level. See, this, these shows that we're coming into now for the rest of this year probably, these shows, the whole premise of them is to give you a different point of view, a different way of looking at life. I understand what you're saying. I hear you loudly and clearly about we didn't use the hands, so I want it all now. But you have to be able to sustain it and afford It doesn't work that way if you can't sustain and afford. I know people very young who've lost everything. Lost everything because they were living above their means, because they made bad decisions and choices. You can be content and you can be happy. And guess what? And it doesn't take that long. If you learn how to save, imagine how much money you can have by the end of one year. You might not have three, four months' worth of savings, but you might have one month where you don't have to worry about anything in case you lose your job or your furlough. That gives you 30, 31 days for you to get out there and make a difference and change. I live my life like I could lose everything at that very moment. I'm always in the ready mode so that I will have a backup to the backup to the backup plan. I paint. I make jewelry. I speak. I have fallback plans. What is your fallback plan in the event that your world falls further apart? This, this network is called Healing Through Hurt. You are here because you're trying to heal through some type of hurt. The thing that you need to understand is that it's going to continue to hurt unless you make plans to allow it to heal. And so many of you are not making plans to allow your hurts to heal. You're just adding to them. And you think that when your hair is done, it makes you feel so much better. It's like any other drug. When you come down off of that high, you're going to spend some more money to get your hair done again, and you're still going to be at what? Ground zero. With nothing in the bank, and if the furlough lasts for more than two weeks, you're screwed. If you come in in the morning and something's happening, you lose your job, you're screwed. You're going to live in that fancy car until they find out or until they figure out that your license has expired and your tags have expired and it's it's going to be booted or it's going to be jacked up and taken away by the tow truck driver. Your children don't have to have the high-priced everything. Your children can have decent, durable clothing. They don't have to have someone else's name on every piece when you can't afford it. But this is the world that we're living in. We need to learn how to change everything that prior generations may have taught us. And when I say generations, not just family, society, people, trying to connect. So many people lost their homes in the neighborhood that I live in, trying to impress other people. This neighbor got this, so I'm going to get one better. Next thing you know, they're coming and throwing them out of their house because they've been living lives for far too long. These are the types of things that we need to break. It's been going on far too long, people. In order for us to change, in order for us to start to heal, in order for us to become joyful and successful, we need to change everything that we have been taught. And that's what this show has been about today. Go ahead, Brenda. We're about to end our program, so I'm going to turn it over to Brenda to give you all some closing thoughts, and then, of course, as always, I will pull up the rear, but I sincerely hope, as I said, if I reached one person, it's all good in my world because some of you, you're not there yet. You're not willing to give up all of your material items and all of your bling-bling and all of your pretty-pretty and all of that stuff you're not ready yet, it's okay. Because guess what? We're going to keep moving. And when you decide to catch up, of course, it's going to be a lot harder because you're going to have to work a lot harder to try to catch up. But it's okay. Because if you're not here yet, it's okay. But you've been sitting here listening, and you can always come back to this show and hear it again.
1: Okay. Well, of course they'll hear it again and again because that's our message. Okay, everybody out there right now, the the interesting thing that Maria has been talking about today for me, because she inspires me, I inspire her somewhat, I think a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. And, you know, I want you all to give her a call sometime this week, and if you need to get in touch with me, you can always get in touch with me. And um, I have a very strange email, but I'm going to give it to everybody. And the reason I have that email is going to kind of shock you for a second. My email is psychicbrendabrideshaw at com. I was a handwriting expert. I started as a handwriting expert on WRVA, a 50,000-watt station here in Richmond, Virginia. And I was doing handwriting and working for the court system lawyers, and uh proving a lot of fraud on insurance companies and that type of thing as a handwriting expert. And I was doing shows on the radio as a guest and one engineer we had samples that were sent in of handwriting and she couldn't find a sample. And she said, "Well, Brenda, we don't have a sample. Can you talk to that person on the phone?" And I did talk to that person, and I gave them some advice. And she threw all the samples in the trash can, turned on to the airways on fifty thousand watts, and says, "Well, Brenda's a psychic." So I got the tag, and I got the label, and I was like fighting and kicking, like I'll get out. And of course, I went home and I said, "Okay, God, you know I started a handwriting expert. Events caused me to be tagged and titled with something I did not want to be." He says, "Well, I'm sending you into the world." I said, you are? <laughs> and you have to have the proper clothing, and you have to have that title in order to attract. Interesting, isn't it? Because I didn't take the title because I knew what was going on with that title. But the thing is, Brenda, you're not in resistance, are you? That's what God said. I'm going to send you into the world. And when you go into the world, you got to wear something that attracts the world. And for many years, I said, okay, I'm not this, I'm not that. And I went on one station, and I said, okay, I'm a Christian psychic. Well, that's good everybody. People were calling in and saying, oh, no, 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 that doesn't work. Christian and psychic don't go together. I said, well, I am a Christian, but I'm kind of like a psychic too. And all oh, that was, oh, that hit the fan. So I said, okay, I hear people. Then I'll just go Brenda Bradshaw. But then I then I, then I started doing Your Name, Your Life Readings, which is the name, which readings is my little tagline. Yeah, because they are attracted to that word, too. Whatever you're attracted to, you. this show today, the, the tagline is healing. Yeah, that's the tagline. She knows right now that she's attracting the world because the world's in pain, baby. The, pearl, the world is wounded. And you came on this show because of that tagline. That's what you're attracted to. So we are doing those little things. We're not doing them to manipulate you or scare you or be falsehood about it. We're telling you straight up this is about healing. I'm telling you straight up when you come on my show that I'm doing some type of a reading. I'm helping you some way. I could call myself a liar. I could put any kind of tag on it because I think that the world is out there waiting for some kind of tag. When you go fishing, which I consider myself a fisherman for men. I was talking to her about the net that we're on right now. A fisherman, a fisherwoman, whatever, uses very good bait. That's right. But when you catch that fish, and these other people are baiting people with mediumship and talking to the dead, that's the bait, people. They want to talk to the dead, and if you are in that kind of mindset, honey, they'll they'll spill it, okay? And they do it every day all over the world. But I remember one thing when I was around these kind of people talking to the dead, how dead their life was, how they talked all about dead things, fear of the dead, fear of dying themselves. So remember the taglines, check them out. My show, Your Name, Your Life, is on Friday and Saturday night now, 8.30 to about 10. And we're getting into some of these things that I bring on this show because, I mean, that's my life, is to do a tagline and get into it a little bit different than some of the others. Marie and I are not the regular. Probably you you figured that out. We bring new perceptions. She said that. New things, new views that you're not going to hear anywhere else. That's my say. Catch you on the dark, other side, or the, they call it the dark side, the shadows. Because I dwell in the shadows, but I'm a light. So is Marie. But we dwell in the shadows. That's right. Because that's where you are. We go come to where you are. It might sound like we're playing a game with you, but no, you're in the shadows. You want to be that light? I know you do, because you got it. So I'm out. Thank you again, Marie, for allowing me to be on your show and sharing with all your brothers and sisters out there. There you go.
0: Thanks so much, sis, for being here. And, again, let me pull up the rear on some things because some of you tend to have selective listening, and you might have heard Brenda say, yeah, you know, she exists in the dark realm and in, in the darkness and all of that, and you're, oh, let me tell you all something. When you're the light, if people are already walking in the light, our light, there's no need for our light to be in the light. We have to go into the darkness. And I've said this before for those of you who are living in the darkness, we are your beacons of light. We just need to know where you are. Once you find us, we're going to help guide you out. The whole point is for us to help you to find an illuminated path to get you back into the sunlight so that you can then soar with the eagles. So I need you all to understand that little tidbit. And of course, again, this show is not uh, your typical show at all. It's not meant to be. Yes, we bring bring pieces from the Bible uh, because the Bible has so many good passages that we can apply to the here and now. The Bible is book is a group of books and chapters that were written by man. Their versions of things. Unless you see something that's old scroll, somewhere hidden somewhere that we can almost tell that Jesus Christ himself wrote, these are the interpretations by man. But these interpretations can be applied to the world that we are in now. The Bible is the oldest book in existence, but we can still pull information from that to bring it into the real world. Is there a sense of spirituality? Of course it is, because I walk by faith every day but am I meant to be in someone's pulpit somewhere ministering to people? Not like that. No, that's not what I'm here for. Real life means more than that. There's so much to this thing called life that so many people are not willing to tap into because they will lose the monopoly on the mind games that they have chosen to use as a form of control to society. That's why So many people here, we have a different outlook on life. We look, we see the beauty in everything, but we're not ignorant to the fact that there's some ugly in this world as well. So I need you all to understand what we stand for here. We're speaking to you from our hearts and our spirits about things that we know because we've walked that path. I can't tell you a thing about something I've never experienced. I cannot. I cannot. I can't come on here and tell you all about how you should feel to be a man who's been cheated on by a woman because I've never been a man who was cheated on by a woman. I can bring on some experts and people who've been down that road. I have had men on here who were abusers, who were reformed, who did some very terrible things to their partners. But they had a turnaround and a change in their lives. And it's very, very, very... um, it's a very intense program when you're someone who's talking to an abuser who did some of the same things that your abuser did to you. I've had shows where I've done that. We come here, I want you to have more than just my perspective. Brenda was like a godsend because you get to hear a different side of things. And the day was more like a Q&A, which, you know, once again, I never know what's going to happen on this show. So maybe next week uh, I will come along and I'll ask Brenda a lot of questions as well to give you all more of an insight because some of you want to know all about what she does. So again, as we progress and we grow, you're going to see a lot of changes. We're going to start having guests that come on as well. Um, And then we're going to move back at some point to the Saturday Morning Motivation Show that airs at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. And our special shows, Healing Through Hurt iTalk Talk Radio, is still a 9 p.m. program, but that's for, for special shows only. Basically, we do this one, uh, the Sunday Morning Inspiration, the Saturday Morning Motivation, and, of course, focus the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe that usually airs at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. I have not brought that one back yet. But we will be adding that to the schedule probably in 2019 when I'm a little bit closer to coming out of school. But FOCUS, that is a trademarked acronym. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success, F period, O period, C period, U period, and an S. And so many people try to correct me and say there's no period after the S. Well, it's not meant to be because success is limitless. So when you put a period, you end something. So I did it by design, and it is a U.S. registered trademark that I do own, Focus, and um, it is meant to bring us together throughout the world while we find and keep our focus. So, again, um, there's so many things happening here. Um, Brenda's not that far away. Maybe we'll do something in Virginia. Um, We'll work on that later on this year. Uh, But, again, Before we go, as always, guess what I'm about to do? Leave you with what we leave you with every single week. I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain, like we're having a lot of here today, to make your gardens grow beautifully. I pray enough smiles that we spoke about today to turn the frown you've been carrying upside down. But most of all, I pray you enough know, strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way this week and beyond, and for those of you who keep track of the popular shows, I had gone on and I noticed that we weren't showing uh this week in the popular category, but for whatever reason, if you go in and you make changes to your show when the the short description leaves out um which is a requirement, it knocks you out of the running so I fixed that yesterday and a day we were on um We were number four on page two. We were one of the featured shows, and it was Fertile Soil, actually. Part two, I believe, is what's showing in the popular category for our programming. So we are back, and because most of you, you're used to seeing us in the popular categories, and so am I. So I had to fix that so that we would show up in the the, uh, category again. A lot of our attention comes from the replays, but every week we see that another country is listening in or has joined the ranks of the top five, and uh, we appreciate you so. Um, I have millions and millions of emails that I have to go through and start scheduling guests. We will be doing that. Coming down the wire with school and all of that, so much going on right here, and, and the uncertainty of work right now with the government, playing with the government workers' lives. It's, very, it's a lot going on, and then I just happen to have gotten um, a really bad illness that knocked me back a few notches, and I'm still muting the phone to cough and things like that. I'm not out of the woods yet, but I'm getting there, as you can see, and here, I hope. So, again, if you want to contact us, visit our websites, thewallfoundationinc.org of mine, www.seemariawall.com. Our number is 202-618-2556. Two zero two six one eight two five five six. You can always, always uh, send us a text message or leave a voicemail, or all of our websites. They do have contact forms for you to reach out to us and support Brenda and her program as well. You know, when we cease to learn and we cease to welcome different points of views in this world, we cease to grow and exist. So, again, that's the beauty of what we do here. And I pray that we continue to be able to bring you the absolute best in this journey, in this thing called life, so that we can continue to heal through our hurts. So until next week, I don't remember whether I decided on the show for next week or not, but as soon as I do, I will put that up and um, we will go from there. Depending on what happens this week, it may just be an open discussion next week um, to see if um, during the week, if you send me your questions and your comments, we'll be talking about those next week. So, yeah, maybe we'll do an open chat for next week. I'm not quite sure yet, but as soon as I figure it out, I'll put that up. So until next time, be well, be blessed. This week we started with Tori Lee's finally, and we're going to end with that for a while. Until then, take care, everyone. Thank you to Simon. Thank you, Jean, for being over the guest number nine over in our show chat room. All of you listening in on various players, thank you so much. Uh, I will be over on Facebook. um, For those of you who want to send me some messages there, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed this program. I know that it was very passionate and intense. Uh, they're just going to get more so because we need to change our habits in order for us to find our happiness. We're going in the wrong direction, and it's very early in this year, and it's our hope that we can turn all of that around. So until next time, be well, be blessed. We will see you soon right here with me, C. Maria Wall, and all of my friends, Brenda and uh, Eugene and everyone, Brenda Bradshaw, of course, Eugene, Uh, From VA and Simon over in the UK, our guest. Those of you listening to the replay, thank you so much. We hope to see you again soon. Have a wonderful, 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 God-awesome week. If you need us, we're just a phone call, text message, or an email away. Take care, everyone. Brenda says, have a wonderful, awesome week. Everyone, just have a wonderful, awesome week. And remember to smile and make your bed. And remember, two sausage, two eggs, two pieces of toast. Have a good one, everyone. Mm